Welcome back to Six Picks Music Club, a music podcast for people still working to improve their credit score. Hey, 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 welcome back, everyone, uh, listener and listener's friend. This is Six Picks Music Club, and I'm Dave, here again with my good buddies, Russ. I'm going to fucking kill you, Dave. Come on. No, you're not. And my other buddy, Jeffro. Guys, uh, peace is peace. <laughs> we are all here to celebrate peace, love, music, happiness, laughter, and murder. Okay, let's keep it in our pants for just a minute. We're not there yet. Yeah, but before we even get into all that, let's uh, let's open up the clubhouse. We need the uh, we need the password for the week. What's the password today? What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> Yeah, but what's in the box is the password apropos for the murder week of songs. Let's open the doors. Let's come on in, listener. And hey, listener brought a friend. Hey, listener's friend. Come on in, too. Everybody get into this clubhouse. I know it's small right now. We're going to expand. It's going to get bigger. We're going to renovate as we, as we grow. But uh, let's dive right in. Get into the corners. Find a spot. Welcome aboard. Lyrics. Lyrics. I know that there are perverted lyrics in the world, guys. I, as an adult, as a father, I know that. But I have always struggled to distinguish which are the perverted ones from the ones that are just totally normal. Hmm. So, you know, when I was a kid, Madonna's Like a Prayer was a famous song, and I thought it was about saying a prayer in church. Um, but, you know, she's down on her knees and she wants to take you there. I, I never realized that that was, you know, about sex. Is that what it's about? Is that <laughs> filleting? It is. It is about that. And uh, so oh. it was surprising to me later in life to find that out. And so as time has carried on and I've, I, I've tried to find w- the subtext in a lot of lyrics and musical texts, uh, I just have, I find myself with a lot of questions. So one of the questions I have, yeah, the listeners know this and you guys know this, but the word come. Like, come on over. Means to have an orgasm. Oh, that version. Yeah, <laughs> right. As I was going back through my, my catalog of music, I was like, is this song that has features lyrics about come? Is it about orgasms or is it just about the regular use of the verb come? What do we want to call this? Is this come song about semen is the name of this <laughs> segment. So it's not a clever name. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not talking about the U.S. Navy for those of you that are being really <laughs> antithetical. Let's start easy, guys. Prince's song, Come, from 1994. If you're 18 and over, come here. I've got something for your mind. Come. <laughs> You should do that, baby. No more will you cry. Come. Is this about orgasms and semen or not? I'm going to vote orgasms. Yeah, yeah. I, I also vote that. Semen. Okay, so that, that was a layup, guys. I just wanted to establish the premise. That one, I feel like it's not even subtext. That one's just straight up. It's just sticking to everything. It's rock hard. Just making a mess. Here's the second one. Miserable by Lit. Okay, 
Uh. You make me come hyphen. You make me complete hyphen. You make me completely miserable. You guys know that song. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I definitely think this is a, a trick where they uh, they work in ejaculate to what they are ultimately right. trying to say. And it's a process. It's like it's it's like a relationship. Moving stepwise through the relationship. Yes, we're banging. I'm blasting you. And then it's like, oh, we're blasting each other and it's so great. And then it's like, oh, I we're not blasting that much anymore. And and I don't <laughs> yeah. you're making me sad. I think one hundred percent this is about dudes on a boat. <laughs> this is what the segment's called. Dudes on a boat. Lit, say what you will, and you know, don't love lit personally, but this is a pretty clever use of words, but definitely about semen. Yep. At the beginning at least you make me oh, come. Yeah. You make me complete. I think we can all agree about that. What other songs do you need help understanding? Because we have it all. Come on, Eileen by Dexy's Midnight Runners. <laughs> if I may listen to the lyrics, you've grown, you've grown up, so grown, so grown up. Now I must say more than ever, come on, Eileen. <laughs> when you say it like no. that, it's uh, I'm just reading the words, I'm just reading them. It's That's very great. compelling. It's very, <laughs> it's very yeah, compelling. It's, it's... You've grown up. <laughs> You're so grown up. Yep. Yeah, I guess without the inflection, it's like the idea, when I hear the song, I think like, come on, Eileen, like, get with it. Like, let's, let's get to the, to the dudes on the boat part. Like, let's get to that. What is the dudes on the boat? Seaman. Oh, come on. Get your head out of your ass. I'm not great at this, Dave. That's why I'm asking you all these questions about text and subtext. I don't know what all of it means. I'm just not trying to say all of the objectionable words that Tipper Gore would. Tipper, if you're out there, honestly, we're just trying to identify the songs that are a violation and which ones are okay and that are just about having a relationship. I saw a thing earlier that said, don't ever kiss your mom on your dad's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think it's time to get right into our, our main feature tonight. We are talking about uh, murder ballads, songs where murders occur, people are kilt uh, in some form or fashion, and uh yeah it's uh it's a whole genre of of music going all the way back to you know gunfighter ballads all the way into the 21st century of rock and roll so it's it's a popular topic i think one of the great things about songwriting is that it allows you to express some of the deepest and darkest feelings and fears and secrets and things and and certainly all of the artists tonight on our topic have explored this avenue so but without further ado we're going to dive right in and i think russ you've got the uh the lead on this tonight and i think you should you should uh you get us going so uh the main reason i love murder songs is if you find a good one, you're almost always bound to get a complete story out of it. And the great ones, man, they play like mini movies. My first murder song is Murder Ballad by the Dead Deads, off their 2016 album, For Your Obliteration. Now my hands around his throat It's just exactly as we used to be 
Okay, so the Dead Deads are an all-female band from Nashville. Like Ween, they all have monikers and call themselves sisters with Dead as their last name. You got Meta Dead, Daisy Dead, McQueen Dead. They're easy to spot because they draw these X's over their eyes in lieu of wearing eye makeup. If you're not paying attention, Murder Ballad sounds like a love song. It's uh, it's very different from the rest of their uh, rest of the album, which is more of a punk rock sound. You've got a female protagonist in the song pining after her male beau, but once you listen, you realize her man is a convicted serial killer who's killed 21. First, he strangles him, then he tears him to pieces, and we're left with a case of hybristophilia. Okay. Hybristophilia, for those of you who don't have a PhD, or maybe some of you who do, is the phenomenon of an individual being sexually aroused by a criminal offender. Okay, right from the start, the Dead Deads foreshadow the ending with the opening line, Strangled Whisper on the Wind. Once her killer escapes in the third verse, we know things won't go well for our protagonist. But there's a twist. They strangle each other as a last act of love, her hands around his throat, his fingers feel just like a rope. Preposterous. I mean, come on. It's a fantasy. Maybe even a kink. I don't know. It's just not possible. Okay, sure. It's just you can't double choke out to death. Jesus, man, are you serious? That song... Uh, that song's not great. Okay, Dave, what do you think? Uh... uh, uh <laughs> okay, Thanks for murdering my pick, Jeff. I appreciate it. All right. I get it. I get it. Oh, for one. But you guys, you guys are going to love this next one. Yeah, no doubt. My second pick falls in the subgenre of murder folk, which is like folky punk murder ballads. It's a fun genre if you can handle the darkness it inhabits. Anyway, I'm going with Perfect Wife by Amigo the Devil. I sat down to watch the game My wife came in, she'd found my cocaine I tore out her eyes Now she can't find my supplies or much else Subtle name on the band. Dudes. <laughs> Real subtle name. <laughs> Leave Amigo alone. But he's a friend, but he's also a devil. What? Or a friend of the devil. Why couldn't we go full Spanish uh, on that? Amigo Diablo. Amigo. Yeah. You know? Amigo the devil. Yeah. Well, okay. So Is there maybe no that's com the There's story. no comma. Is that Amigo, comma, the devil? No. No comma. Okay, so perfect. Like wife. Portugal, period. The man. Ah, uh, that bothers no, me so not. much. They're a good band, but that drives me absolutely nuts. Grammatically, I just—they didn't even capitalize the T like it's a new sentence. I, it's terrible. But also, just nothing about like you're the coming name. in at the end. It just—it's <laughs> a city, Is it, it, and then a. You're talking, do they know somebody named Portugal? Because then it's kind of understandable, <laughs> but otherwise just three words strung together. Okay, let's get back on track. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Russ, tell us about Amigo, Amigo the Devil. Okay, 
So you know what my light- theory is about them? Sorry. <laughs> they're like they're like stoned one night and they go, all right, just open it up. And the first three words that are on page 65 are the name of the band. <laughs> and, and the guy opens the book and he goes, Portugal, period, the man. I, okay. That's our name. We got it. We, that's, yeah. that's the one. Well, yeah. If that were the case, then the T would have been capitalized. Oh, it's not capitalized. Oh, sure, yeah. sure. Damn it. Okay, okay, okay. Amigo the devil. Amigo the Devil, real name Danny Kiranos, currently resides in Austin. In fact, in 2019, Austin Mayor Steve Adler declared November 16th the official Amigo the Devil Day, awarding a signed seal to Kiranos. Really? Yeah. What? It's super weird. How's he going to take care of it? Does he have like a pool or something? <laughs> He like got a bunch of fish. Even, it took me. It took me yes, five seconds I, to get that joke. Yep, me too. Me too. Terrible. Okay. Wow. Oh Lord. Lord. Right. Right. So, so oh, the devil. it's a seal. It's slippery and it has whiskers. Cool. Thanks, Mayor. What's his name? You just give these out? I don't have any training in taking care of a seal. So irresponsible, Steve Adler. Good God. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> okay. Getting back to my song. Perfect this song. Light. I mean, you're about to talk about it, but it it is dark and disgusting. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that was the point. I mean, I love songs that are figurative, but I also love songs that can be brutal. No different than off-screen violence in a movie compared to, let's say, a horror gore fest. I I think they both have their place. Yeah. All right, so his music is a melting pot of folk, rock, country, and even metal, and his songs are like morbid, romantic poetry. He moved to L.A. when he was 18 to attend the Los Angeles Film School to pursue a career in writing horror movies. I guess it didn't work out, so he bailed and enrolled in culinary school. He did that for a while before dabbling in the brewery business. Sounds like a lot of failed film students that I know. <laughs> I'm going to be a chef. No, I'm going to brew beer. No, I'm going to make them pay it. <laughs> yep. Anyway, he said, one day I was bored and drunk and picked up a banjo. Perfect wife came out immediately. And that's how Amigo the Devil was born. Drunk and bored. That's probably how this podcast was born, too. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think you're not far off. I, I when I first heard it, I was like, "This has got like a real Decemberists feel," and uh, there's a whole like very narrative storytelling kind of behind a banjo thing that's happening, and and uh, I certainly enjoy that that aspect of of indie indie rock music. And uh, no, I uh, I was super super happy with it. It was funny because like whenever I you know you you turn on Spotify or or, or whatever title. Of, you play, and then it plays the next song, and you're like, "Oh, cool! He has a real theme. Oh. Like he 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 lives in this space of like banjo killing people, murderous like dark horror thing." So, Perfect Wife is off of Amigos' first EP called Manimals, released in 2010. In 2018, he combined his first three EPs into one volume called Volume One. He's since released two LPs, with his third expected in February. As he's grown as an artist, he's changed the way he writes. He says he's uh, still interested in writing about the darkness of the human condition, but now wants to avoid the... Less murder ballad, more just ballad. Well, it's still really dark, but he's avoiding the shock value. Like the line from Perfect Wife, 
She sings CCR, so I smashed her face into a VCR. Yeah, that's visceral. Weak rhyme, by the way. <laughs> what rhymes with CCR? Oh, VCR. Here we go again. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I've got it. You didn't have enough the first time. <laughs> I'm going to change the first letter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of yeah these I think two acronyms. Hey, Rhonda, is DCR? Does that mean anything? <laughs> Guys, can we? No. Okay. Uh. <laughs> okay, so back to the FDR. Can I do yeah, a, FDR a Franklin like Delano about, race? <laughs> it's about a polio president. Can we do that? He would never get elected today. Yeah. Gosh, social democrat. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. This is painful. I give up. I give up. <laughs> I guess it can't be a murder episode without casualties. So uh, I'm gonna go take a dirt nap with my two assassinated picks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow, what a ride. Murder ballads are a, a, a wild uh, genre to, to kind of like get into. And um, uh, I, I'm going to take the next one, Fro, if, if you're cool with that. Um, my, my first song of murder balladism for this week is uh, off of the... This is the, the titular track off of Bruce Springsteen's 1982 album Nebraska the song is Nebraska from the town of Lincoln Nebraska with a sawed off 14 on my land through the badlands of Wyoming I killed every in my So this is a record that Springsteen himself has has described as one of his definitive records. It's his sixth album that he's done. He did it in a house on a four-track uh, recorder. He meant to do it with the E Street Band, then he decided to release them just kind of they kind of went in his demos, but then he he said, no, these are great how they are, like fresh them up how they do. And and uh, uh, it's a real stripped down narrative style of uh, of songwriting that is very different for his history there. And this uh, this first song, Nebraska, is a first person narrative story. It's based on a true story of a killing spree that was committed by uh, this dude, this 19 year old dude, Charles Starkweather and uh, his 14 year old girlfriend. Carl Ann Fugit. And uh, it's it's crazy because, like, Charles Starkweather actually, like, went and killed his girlfriend's entire family. Well, so, like, in the song, he talks about 10 innocent people dying, but he doesn't talk about the people that he killed before he went on this killing spree, which was her whole fucking family. Like, he killed her whole family and then took her with him. He only killed one person before that. It was just 11. Yeah, it was a gas station attendant before the the spree okay well i'm wrong then i i i read that he he killed her family and then took her with him i just think that canadian wikipedia is better than your american wikipedia that's probably fair i mean you have healthcare built into your wikipedia up there and, i think you're reading you know... tobaccopedia which is just the, the north carolina one <laughs> hey hi you've been reading tobaccopedia 
So like this 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 Charles Starkweather story is so prolific that uh, it's a Terrence Malick film called Badlands, and uh, it was Sissy Spacek and uh, is it Martin Sheen? Martin Sheen. It is Martin Sheen. Anyway, the song's written from the perspective of of Charlie, and he's like in jail, and he's about to be electrocuted, and he's talking about just sort of like how you know the the world is hard, and and uh, uh, you know he wants his love on his lap when he goes, but it's just, it's like so dark and, uh, so stripped down, uh, from, you know, what, uh, what Springsteen has done in the past. And, and, uh, so it's a pretty, it's a pretty, pretty great murder ballad as far as I'm concerned. I've never really heard a haunting harmonica. I don't feel like until this song, like the harmonica sound is like truly desolate sounding, you know, it just sound it's, yeah so sad yeah it almost sits like in the back the way that they've mastered it's like it's almost behind where uh uh where springsteen is like singing from like this narrator perspective kind of just like the wind blowing through the prisons of nebraska there's nothing happy about i happen to be caught in like construction traffic and it took me like a 30 minute commute took 90 minutes because of it when i was listening to the song and so i was just like (laughs) dude and it was I'm <laughs> gonna kill everybody. Like that's where I was like Uh yeah. So Springsteen at uh one of my favorite levels uh is this really stripped down kind of like no saxophone Springsteen. So um sorry, all you Springsteen fans, but that's the one I picked. All right, so my next track in our week of murder tracks is a song by the band uh, Soundgarden, and that song is called Burden in My Hand. And this is a song that's about a dude who is walking his love out into the desert and shooting her and then reflecting back on that experience and feeling not so great about it and then trying to move forward, trying to see how he would uh, how he would continue on. So it's from the 1996 album Down on the Upside. It's one of those tracks that like when I first heard it, I didn't. I didn't realize that the lyrics were so murderous. Follow me into the desert as thirsty as you are. Crack a smile and cut your mouth and drown in alcohol. I think he's talking to himself there, or the the character's talking to himself. Because down below, the truth is lying beneath the riverbed. Quench yourself and drink the water that flows below her head. So this track doesn't start out sounding or end, I think, sounding like a, a really sad, depressing song. But the guitarist for for Soundgarden likes to think that this is sort of the spiritual sibling of Hey Joe by Hendrix or Hendrix cover of Hey Joe. And uh, which is another song about uh, a dude who shot his wife and is, is now headed to Mexico. But um, 
one of the things that kind of like weaves into sort of the the mythos of of Chris Cornell and I think this song, there's an underlying idea of the shame and uh, uh, kind of guilt about being uh, an addict and and being dependent on on drugs and and the uh, the mistakes that he's made in his life as a result of these things. A person who is bottomed out and they're looking around at the destruction that they've they've created and and trying to to understand you know how do they move forward how do they rectify all of their mistakes how do they grow out of this moment there's this depth of uh disconnect between uh reality and the world and the feelings that he has and uh it's a burden and it's in his hand yikes so dead down in that riverbed and he's boozing hard and he's got dry lips he's got to go down there and drink that water oof in retrospect, you, you look back and ultimately Chris Cornell overdoses on drugs and, and, and he passes away on tour. Like I thought he hung himself. No, no. I think he was a fentanyl kind of heroin OD in the bus guy. No, it was it was in a hotel room. I don't think it was a hanging. I think it was like... No, suicide by hanging. Really? Oh, dang. But it was... I think the theory was maybe that he... Uh, was was the theory with him that it was autoerotic? Maybe no, it was uh, Kill Bill, um, Kung Fu. What's his name? David Carradine. Oh, did that? He David Carradine died by autoerotic asphyxiation or whatever. What a way to go! Yeah, so it's heartbreaking because like he was uh, just such an amazing singer, an incredible songwriter, and just like a pioneer of grunge rock and then like the the new rock that came out of it and and it's uh yeah you know he leaves behind a family um and uh you know kids and a wife and it's 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 terribly sad that uh that uh his struggle with depression all right well uh that's all i got uh frodo i'm gonna pass the mic what do you got today all right the you probably figured this out. I could have gone two different directions with my pairing, but the pairing I chose theme is Southern Gothic, guys. Mm. Um, mm. So we're going to start with the old one, which is a song from 1971 by Vicki Lawrence that was 20 years after covered by Reba McIntyre. The song is The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. And his cheating wife one body that'll never be found You see, little sister don't miss When she aims her gun That's the night that the lights went out in Georgia That's the night that they hung an innocent man Well, don't trust your servant or backwards southern lawyer Cause the judge in the town's got bloodstains on his head so this conjures memories for me of driving around in my mom's red Chevy Cavalier station wagon where we had to listen to country music. That was what she listened to, and she was the driver, so she got sure. to choose. And um, because of that, from about all country music from 1990 through 1995, I am like an expert on. I know all the words to Alan Jackson music and Clint Black and Reba McIntyre. This song ended, this was the 11th song, and after 10 number one hits that Reba McIntyre did. Think about that. 
So she's. This was the last number one hit that she had. This was not a number one hit. This was the the first one that wasn't after ten, uh, ten in okay. a row. But then this was the eleventh song. This still made it into the top ten, but it it wasn't a number one hit. Uh, nevertheless. I always found this really catchy. I like the original too by Vicki Lawrence, who was a comedic actress in the Carol Burnett show when she yeah. came out with a song and it and it went it was like gold or platinum or whatever. And they did a whole bit on the show about that. And so she was like a famous singer and a comedic actress at the same time in the southern But you know they uh they offered that song to share first. They did offer it to share. Uh so her husband, I think his name was his name Bobby Russell. Yes, yeah, that's right, that's right. The writer of the song is Bobby Russell, and so he wrote this like it's. They a, were only married for a couple of years. Okay, so are you worried that people want to know if Vicky Lawrence is available? That's weird. <laughs> I think I think she is. But I'm just saying this is like the best thing that she got out of that marriage. Oh yeah, so she just got like a platinum hit. While she was also yeah. a huge star on TV, and then yeah, and the rest is history. But he didn't like the song. He didn't think it was very good. He didn't like the song. Anyway, driving around mom's station wagon, I'm listening. I hear the song all the time. I love the chorus, and I was always curious about it. It's like that's a night that the lights went out in Georgia, and I was like, what does that mean? The, the lights went out, and then I started listening to the rest, and I realized it's this like whole long story. And so then I would only listen to it on the radio. I wasn't gonna go buy the CD or anything. A uh, guy comes back from a work trip of some sort meets up with his buddy Andy and he calls him whoa and he goes what's up whoa and he's like hey man got some bad news for you while you're gone your bride who remains nameless through the song has been sleeping around on you and here's the kicker I know that because I'm one of the people <laughs> she's sleeping with this guy just out and tells the friend <laughs> Okay, he's so, like, I'm your uh, best friend, but I also banged your wife yeah. while you were gone. So the main character is the brother of the narrator who is singing the song. <laughs> That's important. And so brother goes home and gets the gun that his daddy gave him, and he marches over to Andy's house. While he's going through the woods, he sees tracks. So he's also a tracker, which <laughs> it's at night, yeah. and he's tracking, which is impressive. I'll just say that. I, I don't know if he has a flashlight. No, it's, it's Georgia. <laughs> yeah, it's Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> it is a Georgia. Um, Last of the Mohicans. <laughs> yeah, so he, <laughs> I will find you. <laughs> I will find you. Yeah, dude. Okay, brother. We get it. Uh, so he finds tracks that are just too small for Andy to have made. So they're <laughs> what? They're little tracks, and he could tell in at the at nighttime if this track is big enough to be a human man or a another human that's smaller than the man. And then he gets the house and Andy's already dead. Uh-oh. What happened? So then he shoots his gun in the air to get the attention of the Georgian cops that are on the beat. Uh, Fat Belly Sheriff shows up and goes, why'd you do it, boy? And takes him in. And very quickly, very quickly, he's put on a show trial and put to death and hung all in like one night, that night. That, one night. And the narrator then tells us it happened too fast for me to admit that I was the one that killed Andy. And I also killed his wife. And that's a body they're never going to find. You see little sister don't miss when she aims her gun. This song 
is about murdering of an adulterous woman and it's celebrating it. It's not even like it's you know, it's not a tragic story. Yeah. She's saying I don't miss when I aim my gun and I killed that woman. And you're like, oh my God. And they're never going to find the body. And it's like, that's a night that the lights are down. And Georgia just goes right back into the peppy chorus. And so after you put the story together, you're like, that poor woman that was killed, like she was just living her life. And yeah, I guess she didn't want to be married anymore, but she didn't deserve to be put in the dirt. But this is the South baby in the 1970s. Like they, you know, there's a saying in the South, like, uh, that what, what, what's the saying? That's, um, you know, you deserve the killing. Um, God, do you know what I'm talking about? The phrase where, yeah, yeah, yeah. That classic Southern phrase, you Uh, deserve the kill. I can't even think of what I was trying to say. Damn it. Oh, the Southern saying I was trying to think of is he needed a killing. He needed a killing. Have you ever heard somebody say that? Uh, no. You've ever heard that? I have. He needed a killing? He needed a killing. Oh, like he needed to be killed? Yeah, he needed a killing. Oh, he needed a killing. Okay. He's the kind of guy that needed a killing. But not like he needed a new kidney. That's different. (laughs) No, it's it's the same. (laughs) The same needed. The the only different needed is needing bread. That's different. Okay, so my second one. Yeah, what else you got? Is also southern Southern Gothic by a band with one of my favorite records of all time, Toadie's Rubberneck. The song is Possum Kingdom. I always heard this song as we've got a serial murderer who is taking a woman behind his boathouse to show her his dark secret, which is that he's a murderer. And then he's saying, um, I want you for mine, my blushing bride. And then he's saying, I, I promise you I'll treat you well. And he's like, you'll have long, dark hair and soft skin forever. Right. And he's about to murder her. Only recently did Todd Lewis describe the actual meaning of the song. But before that, I just thought he's a serial killer and he's about to murder this woman. And so it's a murder song. What it is, is that it's about a murder cult and he's the last surviving member. And so he's trying to attract new members into his murder cult and convince her so it's kind of like don't fear the reaper like let's let's die and you you'll be the first mm. and then and then she starts a continuation of the other song uh i, I burn. burn i burn yeah which is about being the last surviving member of a death cult so it goes together with another song of the record and this too was inspired by the horror genre so todd lewis is a big um evil dead fan etc and so he was trying to write like you know, scary songs a little bit, but it's just perfect content for what our 
excellent songs that are on this record. The whole record is good. I forgot how much I loved it until I I got back into the song listening, you know, do you want to die? First off, great scream. Second off, yeah. Just excellent rock the bass. Riff. Yeah, all of the bass the riff riffs so and the guitar riffs and the ding, ding. Yeah. It immediately gets you like dancing and head banging, and then he screams. He's got like kind of that Frank Black scream, and they yeah. weave together just one of the best records of the '90s for sure, and maybe beyond in the whole rock pantheon for me. Uh, Rubberneck is way up there. He has like this reverb. There's this reverb at the beginning uh, on the on the the lyrics on the vo- on the vocal, and uh, it's just it it puts this really sort of ethereal kind of dark uh, uh, just ghost murderous you know disconcerting thing to it, and uh, it's it's so funny because like this is this isn't a song that like you listen to it and you think oh yeah this is about like raping and murdering people. But it's like it's just like rock and roll, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. We're having a blast. Like this is so fun. So it's like this twist on like the darkness of <laughs> the content with like this attitude of like let's let's go. This is yeah, awesome. And so, I'm in. So what's interesting to me about the pairing of the songs is that the first one is about like basically kind of an honor killing, like a sister killing someone else because she's dishonored her brother, which is really pretty weird. Um, but maybe something that comes from the honor culture of the South. And this is Todd Lewis is from the, uh, the East Texas area, but th- he's writing about this other like toxic masculinity thing that's buried in all of the Southern darkness as well, which is really about like, you know, uh, attacking women and having guns laying around and all that kind of stuff it like is laced through this album um and it's scary stuff you know and uh and so i think these are two faces of the southern experience that are often papered over by all of like the you know southern hospitality and happy face that's put on stuff but there's like right under that is this kind of like level of darkness yeah, it's uh, it's a perennial uh, rocker from the '90s, uh, early mid '90s, that uh, I think still really holds up. So be sure to join us next time when uh, we are going to. Uh, okay, it's a secret. Shh, we're not going to talk about it. it's a secret. Secret songs. We're going to talk about songs that are secret. Tell us what secret songs are, Jeff. They're songs that, when they're compact discs, that we listen to music off of artists would occasionally put a secret song after the last track and you'd have to let it play for two extra minutes and then the secret song would come on and uh, we would all celebrate them and talk about these little gems. You can find us on any of your preferred podcast players but Apple Podcasts is going to be a great one to use so check us out, subscribe there and we'll see you next time. Keep jamming. This episode of Six Picks Music Club was brought to you by Oliver Closeoff. Produced by Patty Melt. <laughs> Oliver Closeoff. Edited Close by off. Bouncy Nuggets. <laughs> and thanks as always to Dixie Rabbit. So stupid. Mm-hmm.